This is exactly right. said no gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Um, I, I hope I haven't found you a rock bottom, um, as usual, but if I have, that's fine. You know, who cares? Maybe you're a rock bottom. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're just driving around having a nice time. Either way, this is the beginning of the podcast. So you have about an hour ahead of you of listening to me. You also have about an hour ahead of you of listening to our guest who I'm Beyond thrilled to have none other than Casey Wilson. Casey, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Hi, Bridger. I'm so happy to be here. Hello. How are you? I mean, you know, I'm not at rock bottom. You're not at rock bottom. You look wonderful. God bless you. I (laughs) am just above it. You're just above rock bottom. You know, I'm not at rock, but I'm like one, (laughs) one step above it. I'm, have you have you been at rock bottom in the last? Oh, I imagine you have in the last oh, nine months or so. A ton, a ton. <laughs> I'm very comfortable there, but I'm and I don't know if you talk politics, but I'm riding the 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 excitement and the happiness of Georgia, and that's where I'm right. I'm sticking course. with that in my soul right now. Yeah, I feel like that. Despite there being a flashier story in the news right now, the big <laughs> the big story we can hold on to for hope this week is that yes, Georgia. Yes. Um, and things are slowly turning around. Ever I mean, so glacially at a glacial pace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just making a 40 point turn to turn around. We're uh, backing the car up. We're pulling it forward. It, backing yes. it up. I mean, yesterday was just such a roller coaster of events that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 It wow, was, uh, you know, it was equal parts horrifying and so stupid. Yes. That it's clowns. Just, very difficult to know how to even feel. I know. I, f- yes, I totally agree. I, I'm not a huge drinker. I used to be, but I'm not. But yesterday about 4 p.m., my husband and I were like, we're going to have a drink. This is ridiculous. Everything right. that's happened today, like <laughs> we've felt every emotion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking of drinking, this is this is something I need to ask you about not drinking alcohol, but I, I've heard that you're not a, you refuse to drink water. Is this true or false? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't refuse. I, I I don't care for it. You don't care for water. So you just don't drink water very often. Look, I have this behind me. I always have a water close at hand, <laughs> but a lot of it is for show. And I really hate <laughs> what I really hate, Bridger. And this is going to seem like, why would you hate this? There's nothing wrong with this. In fact, it's good. And I hate to also say it's normally women and that hurts to say because I love women so very much. But when women are clutching these water bottles so smugly, 
Like, we get it that you're hydrated. Like, what do you want me to say or do here? And again, I know this is projecting and somehow it's triggering me and I don't know why, but I just hate the, like how big the water bottles are getting and all of it, the whole, just a lot surrounding water. And again, I'm very lucky to be, had to have access to water. Of course, of course. Well, and I assume you're hydrated. You're drinking something. Oh, what am I? Or are you not? Are you totally? I'm drinking an orange nectarine naturally flavored soda. Um, That's got water in it. Yeah, I like a sparkling (laughs) water. I just find that something about it makes me feel claustrophobic. And I installed a new water filtration system to try to enhance the water experience. I'm I'm really trying because again, I feel I'm at rock bottom a lot, and many have suggested it's hydration. (laughs) <laughs> to, to blame. It's shocking to me because you you have like flawless skin oh, and people Richard. are always talking about you need to be hydrated, but I feel like you should be the poster girl for dehydration. <laughs> yeah. God bless you. I mean, the Zoom touch up your appearance has been jacked to the <laughs> hilt. <laughs> um, if anything, I think I'm looking like it's a little like, okay. But again, I need to be better with water. I've been hospitalized twice for dehydration. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is not, it's not good. I, I just telling, sharing with you the facts. Once in what? college, uh, after a theater production, have you done shows, you know, where it's like, tech week oh i've never done live theater outside of uh, a fifth grade uh performance of uh les mis and the tempest wait you tackled les mis and the tempest in fifth grade <laughs> these were highly modified versions of both les mis was the play they did it as a play and Ooh. somehow yeah i don't know how that worked out and then a more true to the book the tempest but that was okay. the end of my theater career wow <laughs> Wow. I'm very impressed. Um, well in theater, there is a thing called tech week, which is the week right before the show opens and it's like crazy. But again, the actors love how crazy it is, right? which is, it's also like, all right, guys, it's a real actor, an actory thing, but no one yes. thought no one was more exhilarated by the craze of it all than me. And I just <laughs> wasn't drinking water. You know, I'm like, I don't have time. And then literally like almost fainted. <laughs> Yeah, and then another time it happened i was like coming off a flight and (laughs) hadn't drink water on a like six hour flight and then the whole day and then i pulse was low so (laughs) so did they just hook an iv up to you and fill you with water okay pretty much david was with me my husband for the second time and he's just like this is a disgrace like this is sad people need this room just utterly <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> diagnosis and they put on the form it was like cause of i don't know what they say like what some more formal term of like reason for being here and it just they simply wrote water <laughs> just the person was like, yeah, i'm not even gonna like use technical terms here just water i feel like you and david your husband david uh as far as i know only eats cheeseburgers yeah i feel like the two of you are both going to die of <laughs> dietary reasons i know bridger i know you're right (laughs) i know you're right and i scream at him all the time about this but then he doesn't do anything about that and i don't do anything about this well hopefully just one of you goes and it'll be a wake-up call for the other one i mean i hope it doesn't come to that you know we have two small (laughs) children but yeah i know Going back, I, I decided today to look up when we were initially scheduled to record this podcast because mm. you were one of supposed to be one of the early guests. And I think you were going to record in March of 2020 and then the pandemic hit. Okay. And then it's it is now uh, this episode will air in 
late January, I believe. January. So it's been a near year <laughs> in this been, process. Right. You've written a book in this time. <laughs> as far as I know, you've filmed at least one television series. Yeah, I, I filmed two television series, oh one book, and I've been hospitalized three times for dehydration now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a lot has happened. And of course, a quarantine and yeah. Right. Uh, maybe did quarantine help with the book? It it did. I think I had some time where I was like, well, I have to do this, you know, and I got like away from my kids a bit and it did. I mean, I'm a relentless worker and it's not a quality I love. I just, you know. I think that's a fine quality. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it's I better than work. the opposite, I imagine. Yeah, I think so. And I feel like you live a fairly balanced life. You don't see, you don't like come off as a workaholic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I think I do. So yeah, I worked on it. It was pretty helpful actually. Wait, so you've been, what TV series, the, uh, shrink next door. Yes. That, and, or is that the only one? Well, I filmed a movie. Maybe oh that's what God. I was thinking about. Sorry. I was not trying to give wrong information. I filmed a full movie, but it was like a zoom movie and we had a crew member assigned to us and three cameras. It was like, I think pretty big people in it. And it was just wild. We were That's doing crazy. our own makeup and touch-ups and clapstick and, and it was just wild. You know, there's a lot wow. of older actors, including myself. We could not figure out one technical element. Um, so I filmed that for like a couple of weeks in my house and I'd be like, my kids are coming. We have to get this. And then they played <laughs> my kids and it was just wild. <laughs> that is out of control. Yeah. Um, what is your book about? Thank you for asking. Um, it's I want to know. Uh, well, I appreciate it. If you're like, this isn't a plug, it's just conversation. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, I appreciate it. Yeah. I just having a normal conversation about a I would love for you to come in with a real promoting energy, though. I'm going to. I, I can't not. Like I said, I like to work. Um, it's called The Wreckage of My Presence. And it's just about kind of some of my childhood. My parents are wild, wild people. How so? They're just wild. I mean, <laughs> I, I get, it goes on and on. Like my father got a later in life perm because he wanted to look like Andrew Jackson on the $20 Ugh, bill. There's a lot going on with them. They're characters. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to picture what Andrew Jackson even looks like. Well, he has like white hair. That's kind of a full bodied hairdo. It's kind of down <laughs> to his shoulders. And my dad found a 20 on the street. It wasn't even in his wallet. And he was like, that guy looks like me and he looks great. And he <laughs> took the 20 into his hairdresser and he said, Jackson me. <laughs> the same way I would bring like incredible. Jennifer Aniston's photo, you know, I feel like the only, the only real good haircut on a piece of currency is the dime <laughs> with FDR. Is that FDR? <laughs> He's got like a nice, just crew cut, right? Right. Just keeping it simple. Just keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. Is, I mean, you can draw inspiration anywhere, you know, for right. your hair. <laughs> I mean, I guess Abe Lincoln had a decent, for the time period, a decent hairstyle. Right. For the, for the time. Yeah. But otherwise the rest of these men are wearing wigs or just mm -hmm. didn't have access to barbers. So yeah. I don't know that taking that in for your hairstyle inspiration. is uh, Yeah. I mean, it was an odd choice. And my dad, it's like a fuller barreled perm, you know, oh, like a wavier. No. And he sent my brother and I just a photo of it mid process. Cause he knew we would try to talk <laughs> him out of it. And we just see this photo. I'm like, what is this? My dad's got like foils in his hair and tight rollers and hot rollers and that's how we found out. How long did the perm last? A while. He, I mean, was he happy with it? Oh, he loved it. He loved <laughs> it. He, he said, I look terrific. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, looked, he loved it. Uh, 
Are your parents still together? Well, my mom actually passed away like 15 years ago now. Oh, okay. And, but she was a character too. And so the book is sort of about my childhood. They were just huge personalities, my parents. And right. quite, quite made themselves known in our town. And, and then just about my life and the wreckage left behind <laughs> and how I'm a very, uh, ex- a person of excess. Uh, right. Stories right. about, I don't know what, I, I live a celebratory life, I think, rather <laughs> unapologetically. <laughs> it's Deservedly. About that. Thank you. Um, and I obviously, you have your podcast, Bitch Sesh, which focuses on the housewives. Sure. I have uh, held off on the housewives as long as humanly Great. possible. Good. But have recently given in to the, because I'm from Utah, the Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I just want to know what your general feelings on this new series in comparison to the rest of the show. I want to hear your feelings. Oh, I have a lot of big feelings about Uh, each of these women. Yeah, I imagine it's triggering. Um, (laughs) It's, I love it. I don't know what to tell you. I absolutely love it. I love Salt Lake. I love the way the snow sparkles like diamonds. <laughs> I love how the cutaways to it's not like New York City where it's like Times Square, Central Park. They're like, here's the Mormon church. Here's <laughs> I find it so insane. I love the women. They're all crazy and wonderful. A lot of them have left the Mormon church. Right. I mean, as far as I can tell, none of these women are currently active members of the LDS church, well, except for, is it Lisa? Lisa, Lisa yes, even I was her, say. It's like, she's really playing it loose. She's got a tequila company, you know, she, I just heard right off the bat, how can you not love it? She's like, I'm Jewish by heritage, Mormon by choice. Yes. <laughs> Great. Thank, Thank you, you for that. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I had tried getting into the housewives before and it never clicked for me, but now I'm just I, outside of missing last night's episode fully on board. Uh, Every one of these women has something wrong in their own special way. And uh, I'm, I'm hooked. I can't stop watching. Do you like any of them? Do I like them? Uh, Like even just when you say that, are you asking like, are there any of them that I would want to spend time with? Well, I, no, I, that I know. <laughs> like that we know. I'm just curious if, because some people watch the shows just simply to hate them. I oh, come right. to sometimes find a soft spot for some of them and have this weird like rooting for them, embarrassed for them. You can change on a dime with them. Well, just for curious. me, the one that I feel some level of uh, I sympathy slash embarrassment for at almost all times is Heather. I wow. feel like you feel embarrassment for Heather. Why? I feel like she's trying very hard. Wow. Trying to be a housewife. Really? Trying to See, be I find what her the show a, needs rather her to be. authentic. But okay, go on. Go on. Interesting. I, I just feel like uh, she is trying to prove something. Okay. In a big way at all times. And having left the church, I think she's always genuinely trying to prove, like, yeah, no, I, I see that. I just think she's the most, if having, if I may, a bit of a historian on the topic and seeing the canon. Yeah, you're obviously the expert here. No, I, I totally hear what you're saying, but she is, when I tell you, Bridger, the most down to earth, relatable human we have had on this franchise <laughs> uh, ever. I mean, the fact that she's like, Oh, I like to eat and I like my sliders and I'm looking for love. And to me, she just seems a little more palatable for me, like sweet, right. like a nice relationship with her daughter's. Whereas most of the women, I'm like, oh, you're a monster. The, I mean, for example, Jen uh, and uh, Mary, both are, I mean, these two are just fully out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Now, look, I have a soft spot for Mary M. Cosby, too. And she is a a minister. 
she is a minister I heard it's of a cult. cult. Yeah. Right. So I am now in a place where I feel I can have, I mean, if you haven't seen it and you're listening and she in Maryam Cosby, a woman tells another woman in an episode that she smells like hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the things I love them for. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. See, to me, Jen is the one trying so hard. Like she thinks she knows the part of the housewife and she's trying to make catchphrases right. happen. And I find her very embarrassing. She is. Uh, and Lisa's just a, a horrifying thing to watch the whole experience. I, I, mean, uh, I don't mean to mom shame, but when she said last week, she's like, yeah, and the, my order of priorities, work, kids. Now, I just said I love work, so I actually can't talk, but I've just never seen someone have that man or woman priority ranking. Right. Uh, over their tequila company, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there's Meredith and her horrible son. Horrible son. Thank you for saying that. Do you know how many people come on our podcast? They're like, we love Brooks. I'm like, he's awful. What are you talking I, about? I'm dead serious, no. Bridger. People like him. I'm like, he's insufferable. Where is the foothold to liking that person? I, like, there's no entry point to... He's just this awful... He reminds me of, uh, in the comeback, Lisa Kudrow's stepdaughter. Like, clearly <laughs> mugging for the camera. Yes. Like, trying to get onto the show. Yes. It did make me laugh when Jen went to his fashion launch. And she's like, <laughs> I mean, he's only made one sweatsuit. Like, one tracksuit. I, I hope he makes another one. <laughs> he's the tracksuit looks like... He just put some masking or duct tape along a regular. I, I mean, of course, I would love to own one of these tracks. So See, I would too. But novelty that's, item. Yeah, novelty item. That's what I should have gotten but, you today. <laughs> I just didn't know. Okay. that That's a missed opportunity. Uh, well, actually, I mean, this is a beautiful segue to a uh, okay. topic I want to talk to you about. <laughs> um, you know, I did bring up earlier in the podcast that this episode has been, we're here in mid-January. We were scheduled last March. It's been nearly a year in the making. The podcast is called I Said No Gifts. And yet today, here comes Casey. Here I come. She's on the Zoom. She has given me what appears to be <laughs> a gift. It's in a bag here. Is <laughs> yeah. Casey, is this gift for me? It's for you. Um, now, this one is a real hit or miss. You know, okay. they don't always <laughs> hit. Uh, the reason I gave you this, if I could give one little bit of preamble, is that a person that we have in common gave it to me for Christmas. Oh, Someone I believe to have a wild and wonderful sensibility, Laura Kindred. Oh, I love Laura Kindred. I mean, we've been roommates and dear friends since college and well, not roommates now, but we were. She actually took me to the hospital for my first dehydration episode, <laughs> but she out of the clear, clear crystal blue gifted me this for the holidays and it couldn't be stranger, but I didn't know how much I needed it. And I hope you feel the same. Well, and for the listener, uh, <laughs> the listener's knowledge that one thing you should know about Laura Kindred is that her biggest celebrity crush is uh, current day Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> so, yeah, she that finds gives him a little... So irresistible. Hot. Yeah, this is a woman who saw the Star Wars movies. I don't know if you've heard this part one and two, the original in the theaters about 47 times each in the theaters. <laughs> and that. that does not include how many times she's seen them on her free time at home. She is 47, a, times. 47 times. She's a, and, and that's probably linked to some amount of mental issues. But as she will tell you, but she's a stunningly funny, weird person. Oh, I adore her. Well, let me dive into this okay, uh, okay. bag here. It's the tissue paper. 
wrapped it beautifully. Let's see here. Just opening the present. And... Wait. Oh, my God. It's a magnet. You've given For the fridge. A magnet of Tony Danza completely naked. (laughs) A young Tony Danza looking stunning. Looking Uh, stunning. Is this really Tony Danza? It's really Tony Danza. When was this fully nude photo of Tony Danza taken? I wish I had more intel on it. I don't know, but I just was made aware of this existence. You would think we would have heard of it. Of course. This is like, uh, I mean, just straight up naked you're seeing the entire tony i mean from the knees up but all of tony yeah, all of tony he's, a, he he's an like uncut he's a, gem yeah he's absolutely and he's maybe in a boxing gym or something it looks like. <laughs> yeah I'm, yep. I'm trying to pick up the details here uh but there's just for listeners i mean while you're listening to this you can probably just type in tony danza naked and there appears to be a black and white nude. Now, it weirdly doesn't come up as quick as you would think. So you oh, got to really? do a little. Yeah, it, it comes up on one site. But then every time I would click on others, it's like it's him clothed. And I'm like, guys, no, that's not what I'm looking for here. <laughs> He's scrubbed it from the Internet, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Wow. Well, so did you ask Laura how she came into this knowledge? Of Tony's nakedness. She got this. Okay, I'm looking. I'm only just looking online right now because I am trying to find more provenance on it. And it says someone is saying that they think in his early days he was possibly a porn star. But oh, could, wouldn't we know but then that? There'd be more. I know. There would be more photos. Okay, that can't be true. That's, that's not right. And that actually was someone on a chat board. Um, <laughs> but Laura got this at a gift shop. <laughs> gift shop in Silver Lake. <laughs> My guess is, wasn't Tony Danza like a dancer? Yes. I feel like dancers are very much just about being naked and being being very free with their bodies. And uh, young Tony Danza probably had no idea that he would later become, you know, the love interest of Angela Bowers and uh, (laughs) the housekeeper for um, God, what was like? It's Angela Helmond, Bowers. Helmond. What Wait. was the grandma's name? Something oh, uh, Helmond. Mona. 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 <laughs> I was going to say the housekeeper to Mona, but yes. Um, were you a Who's the Boss watcher? Yes. Were you? Yo, absolutely. I'm. I'm. It's just now clicking uh, for me that Who's the Boss was really built for a closeted gay boy to watch. You had. I mean, I think even in the intro you had like a shirtless tony danza doing you know he's always being sexy i wish they'd had this you're right Uh, (laughs) (laughs) then you've got angela this kind of powerful woman her sassy mother walking around i mean it was everything i needed i know it was everything i needed too i mean i totally agree though it's just there was something about it that just it was magical i loved it (laughs) i loved it so much i love him yeah, I think he seems wonderful and he's yeah. very he's a great presence. What does he do now? You know, that I'm I don't know. I feel like he's around. Right. <laughs> Not I feel me, like he's but active. Yeah, but he's he's way. around. I'm trying to get more info here, but it's really just appears almost out of nowhere that photo. The completely naked. I wonder Oh, so, I did just find his net worth. Uh, <laughs> this Okay, yes, you're right. He's an actor, teacher, dancer, former boxer with a net worth of forty million. 40 million now 70 years old i feel like 40 million feels little for 
Tony Danza. I didn't want to say, but it does. Those net worth things never make any sense. I feel like mine says I'm worth like $5 million, which is just clearly not true. So I could see that you're very, very accomplished (laughs) writer. I would love to be worth $5 million. There's no way. Tony Danza, I would guess Tony 60 to $80 million. That's what I would think. But now another site just says 41. 40. Oh, well then... Where is this information being yeah, pulled from? Know. This makes no sense. I don't to me. know. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I wonder know. if they base it off of uh, how many times somebody gets Googled. That feels oh. like a, maybe a way to do that. But then I guess it would probably be like Osama bin Laden, four hundred million dollar net worth. You know, it would just be that <laughs> right. can't be the right the metric measure. Yeah, I don't know. If Tony did. Who's the boss? And then it was over early 90s and then probably tried to do some movies yeah i can't picture what a a old tony danza even looks like i'm gonna google it really quick like i can does he still have the shag or you know more shaggy haircut he's so pleasing on the eyes i find he's a good looking man yeah let's see he was just in a netflix show Oh, he looks great. I mean, yeah, he looks like he's holding it together pretty well. He's now shaved the hair. May have been in something called Teach. Oh, it looks like he may have played a prisoner recently. Hey, maybe Uh, that's why the haircut is a little closer to the... Right. Yeah. He he looks like somebody who did time. (laughs) Yeah. Did you have any childhood crushes? Is Tony Danza a childhood crush? He was a bit, but my main unwavering... I had two, Chad Allen, who... Chad Allen, who's that? He is gay. He was on the show Full... Not Full God, I want to say Full House, but Our House. Our with House. With Wilford Brimley. Oh, Did interesting. Did you ever see that? <laughs> no. So Chad Allen was just truly and is, I to this day would leave my life for him. Not that he is a gay man, but I loved him so much. And I was a huge Leonardo DiCaprio, like very basic, just oh, fan right, of his. right. And I tried to get in touch with him when I was like 13 and I got pretty far. How did you try getting in touch with him? So I would do this thing when I was younger, which is so sad. Maybe I was 14 where I would pretend to be a writer for the Washington Post <laughs> <laughs> and and I had no problem lying. I was just like, and I just looked up his agent and then I started calling his publicist, his agent, his managers. And I was like, hi, I'm trying to do a story. Just, just totally, you know, on Leonardo. And I came up with a weird kind of, and what I thought was like a great angle. And they're like, he's off filming this. And I'm like, I, I mean, someone called me back a couple of times. Like I had something going. And then I think finally they were just like, who is this? Like, what is this person? <laughs> um, and then one time I saw him in New York city and in a car, back of a car, and I chased it. And that's not great. But I <laughs> well, loved both times him. are pretty close encounters. <laughs> you know, his, if I may, two doors down from me, I am the neighbor of Leonardo DiCaprio's father. What? Two doors down. What? Yeah. What does his father do? What was, was he in the business? I don't think so. I don't know, but I know him in the, in the context of like a very nice neighborhood guy. What? Who what came, came over for Halloween? We did like a social distanced Halloween neighbor thing. Mr. And he DiCaprio. came by Mr. DiCaprio. He's married to a very nice woman. They're really nice. And I was like, if I knew that I would have Leonardo DiCaprio's again, father, not him, <laughs> in my front yard, I mean, my head would have exploded off its body. <laughs> Truly. Does Leo ever visit? He must. I mean, it's his dad, right? Although D- my husband was like, he's not coming over to this part of town. Like, they're going to him. I'm like, uh, how right. cynical. <laughs> I think he could still visit his father. 
Yeah, I feel like where is Leo? Probably Malibu, France. Well, yeah, yeah, Palisades, somewhere like right, that. Right, that makes sense. But make the the trip over. It's forty five minutes. Right, you live in a perfectly nice part of town. Yeah, come see us. <laughs> come for Halloween. Come, please. Controversial opinion. I've never thought Leonardo DiCaprio was that good looking. I don't really? know. It doesn't click for me. He looks like a big kitten to me. Really? What about yeah. in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Still didn't click? It's not working. What it's about Brad working. Pitt? Oh, sure. Okay, okay. I was going to say, are you someone that's like, I don't like the traditionally, you no, know? I just feel like Leo has a, kind of a box head. <laughs> okay. I mean, I disagree. Like, if you know. you- <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I can see your point of view a little bit with Alice Wives. That's very more fluid for me in terms of like emotions, but not this one. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to stand your ground. Yeah. Okay. Does his uh, does his father look like Leo? No, not that much. Mm, got again, mommy's he, looks. he couldn't be nicer. Interesting. Yeah, I have only nice things to say. How did this information come out that he was Leonardo's <laughs> father? Well, okay, so there's another very famous person that lives on our street that I genuinely like will not say and cannot say and have been basically been told do not say and um so that's a very strange little thing so right when i moved in (laughs) neighbors were like can you believe that person lives over here and then leonardo dicaprio's father lives over there so it was made known (laughs) to me right away that i was literally in the hollywood sign greatness yeah (laughs) i'm like the meat in that sandwich that's wild oh i'm gonna i may have to ask you off podcast who this much this famous person is this is shocking i hope it is leonardo dicaprio and he refuses to drive down the street to his father's house i would i would find some way to signal that to your listeners that it was him (laughs) (laughs) i wish casey is blinking rapidly and waving her (laughs) off i would tell everyone um it's the new year do you have new year's resolutions i mean no i'm doing like a really probably pretty lame like manifesting challenge with a friend (laughs) you know oh i thought you were literally manifesting challenge into your life and i was no i've had that i've already the universe has brought me that but it's it's like a Write it. You write every morning and do a little meditation, you know, to bring oh, that's in. Nice. It's nice. Um, it's it feels like at least for more than a week, I've done something toward what I want. Right. Um, what about you? I feel like I had something and I've now forgotten it. Uh, like, I mean, they were all things like hike more things that are just literally <laughs> if I if I hike once, I will have accomplished the goal. Yeah. Hike then, more, I think, is on my list, too. Right. But a lot of things. So... are. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you already, isn't it always the last thing you want to set out and do? Some people love it. People, I, when I'm doing it, I love it. I'm just not someone who seeks it out. So I need another person in my life who will plan the entire thing. Essentially just pick me up from my home and take me to it right. because otherwise it's not happening. And then it usually ends up in the Hollywood Hills, which are just a desert a landscape. Desert. You should do Griffith Park. Yeah. No. Okay. Sure. It's at least a little do. more like green. Yeah, I need some sort of greenery. Yeah, if it's just yeah. like a dusty path, I don't know what we're doing. Me too. And then I'm like, oh, this is why I hate Los Angeles. And right. dogs are going to the bathroom everywhere. And it feels like just embodying 
Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, I have been taking more walks recently, so I guess I could just count those. I, I could like reverse engineer a New Year's resolution and say that was it. So just to talk about walks for a second, to me, they fall in the same category as water. It's like, where are you going? What are you doing? I'm going nowhere. I'd rather run for a half hour than just stroll. Do you run? No, but I'm saying Running I would for rather. me is such a nauseating thing to do. But like when you're on a walk, are you doing it for your own mental health or are you doing it to like cardio? Exclusively mental health. I mean, it is, you know, let's, let's be That's honest. Really it's a healthy. low impact, low impact exercise. Any professional will tell you. That's not what I'm doing it for. Okay. It's just a nice mental. Uh, I've started listening to more podcasts. Like recently I listened to the, did you? Uh, listen to the Hollywood Con Queen podcast by chance? No. You have to. It's okay. I mean, it's just wild. But yeah, I'll put in a podcast, listen to it for a full 35 minutes while walking, and then walk back the other direction listening to music. And then by the time I get back, I'm at least not in a bad mood. I may not be right. in a good mood, but I'm neutral. So you do a full hour. And do you ever get full sore? Hour. I don't get sore. I um. But you're a very I, trim guy, so it seems I'm a small it's working. Man. It's working. I'm just a small little person that's kind of wandering around, probably making the neighbors wonder. <laughs> but it's nice. To, I just moved into a new neighborhood, so it's nice to see what's happening, despite yeah. it all being closed down. And uh, I, I think a walk, if you can just get on the walk. Get yes, a, you just have to get out there. Get on the walk, and then you're, you know, there's some nice area. Are you, uh, are you familiar with the Los Feliz stairs? Yes. It's like a hidden staircase. Yes, yes. That's where I used to take all my walks. It was wonderful. It made me feel good. I haven't found, quite found that in my new neighborhood. But Okay. Uh, You're not in Los Feliz anymore? I'm in Highland Park. Oh, well, it's really Highland nice there. Park. Yeah, see, it's very nice, but it's an odd uh, area to have. I mean, it's odd to move into a new neighborhood during a pandemic. Because <laughs> right, you don't really know I, what you're what you got. Right. Yeah. I could have just moved into a ghost town and it would have been the right. exact same <laughs> right. experience. So it's. Oh, wait, I have a question for you, if I may. Oh, of course. No questions allowed. Okay, very quickly. So did, you wrote on 30 Rock. Am I wrong? I wrote on uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Okay, well, the same question applies. So both of those shows, I have, instead of like a podcast, been listening to in my ear and falling asleep <gasps> to, and then they play oh. all night. Oh, and wow. with Kimmy, I've done it so many times. I actually can't listen anymore only because I really know like all the words. Right. And now I'm on 30 Rock, but then I probably will go back to Kimmy. I love it so much. I adore both of those shows. And I feel so lucky to have worked on Kimmy because... <sighs> was it fun? Uh, oh, it was such a... It was so fun. I mean, I my dream job was 30 Rock, but I didn't get my first writing job until 30 Rock was over. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get into actually writing as a professional. So Kimmy was like, oh, I get to I get to do it in a different version, essentially. Yeah. And I, I also felt like I related a little bit more to Kimmy just with various topics. And uh, so it was very fun. I mean, it was uh, not an easy job by any means, but I mean, Robert Carlock and Tina Fey are just incredible. And it felt like I had gone to the Olympics. It was like I was competing in the Olympics every day. And uh, it was like... That we, bar must be just so... It's so high. Oh, everyone I... Every other writer there I had heard of prior to working on the job. So it was people I had admired from afar and it was extremely intimidating, but uh, they're also very sweet. So yeah. it was great. Oh, and the show, so cool. I mean, it was like, how often do you get to write on a show that just gets to be funny? Yeah, That's what I need. I've needed the most in the pandemic. It's like, just give me jokes, please. Right. That's Why all I do want we out of need comedy. More? Where yes. are my jokes? I don't need to feel for people. I don't need to care about them no. as people. I don't I want do not to need a big story. I just want no. joke, 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 joke. Make people me laugh. Insanity. I mean, that's how happy endings was. That's 
largely how Black Monday is. It's a very silly show. Very silly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Kimmy was a very fun experience. And, uh, you know, I feel Jane Krakowski, she's like truly my favorite actress. I feel she's she like somewhat underrated. Am I wrong? So underrated. Thank and you. She, it's just almost she like can she's say so anything. good. People are like, oh, yeah. And Jane Krakowski. Right. It's like, I, oh, yeah, she'll be there and she'll do a perfect job. And by and we'll, that, I, I've never heard a bad word about her. You couldn't possibly. But I just think she's so incredible. Yes. And she's uh, working with her like on set. She's still she could be phoning it in at this point, but she's still she wants to give the absolute best performance she can at all times. She, like, she defers to you about like, is this am I doing this joke right? She's so good. Just the best. I love her. And I told her as much in a bathroom stall once, but I, <laughs> and she was very warm and received it. But I love her, obviously, Titus, but I love her so much. Right. I mean, what a fun, fun show. So fun. Yeah. Hopefully we can have some more fun shows and get away from, I feel like a lot of comedy has become people's art projects or something. Yes. Which I don't really need, but that's fine. Or not even comedies. I'm like, is this, why are you calling this <laughs> They're a half comedy? an hour. Yeah. They're half an hour long. So, yeah. Um, well, I feel like, you know, I've, I now have this uh, magnet of, uh, Naked Tony Danza to <laughs> yeah. put on my fridge. It's something you needed, obviously, yeah. an important <laughs> gift. <laughs> yes, when you said I needed it, you were not lying. It's a okay, beautiful I'm thing. glad it hit because you just don't know how someone will respond to a magnet of <laughs> naked Tony Danza and his uncut penis. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you find out that Tony Danza is my uncle, and I've just had this shocking revelation. <laughs> no, I'm ready for. A game, Casey. I want okay. to play a game. Okay. I have two options for you. You don't need to know what they're about until you pick. One's called Gift Master. One is called Gift or a Curse. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll do Gift or a Curse. Okay. I need a number between one and ten. Eight. Okay. I have to do some calculating for the next few seconds. <laughs> okay. To, you know, it could even yeah. be 20 minutes. Who knows how long it's going to okay. take me. You can promote something. You can recommend something. Okay. You can... Do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, I think what I would recommend most people have seen, but I got very involved in all of the Nexium world. The Vow uh, Seduction was another thing about that cult, <laughs> and I'm so deeply involved in it, and I love that. Um, so I wish I could promote something I'm in. I mean, uh, gosh, I loved that show. What else? I'm just reading new David Sedaris book, which I didn't know was merely a compilation of all his best work. Um, oh, God, I don't even know anymore. What am I doing? Bridger, I don't know if your audience is going to okay. like all of this. I th that's <laughs> fine. This is it. You did. I would say you got like a B minus okay. use of that time. Not yeah, bad. Other not people bad. have really dropped the ball. Other people really come in with too much promotion. You want a but nice... I promoted other people's work. Right. So I think that's a B plus. In terms I mean, of humility. <laughs> That's true. But I unlike Jane Krakowski, I did not try to make that perfect. Which <laughs> is why I'm not Jane Krakowski. You will never be Jane I'll never Krakowski. be. No one can be. No, I actually, I think we should just take a minute and say Casey Wilson is one of the funniest people working on television and look up all of Casey's work. Any sentence she says on television is funny. Oh, so thank you. I'm happy to just promote Casey Wilson. Yeah, see, that was my goal to get you yeah. <laughs> to promote me. My back was against the wall. You had to. You genuinely did. Um, Casey, the way this game works is I name three things and you tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. Okay. And there are absolutely correct answers. So you can definitely fail. And then you walk away in shame. 
Okay. You will win nothing either way, but uh, it's nice to come out on top. It almost feels like for a show that says don't bring a gift, you would then give a gift to your guests. (laughs) Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. First up, gift or a curse, snitches, as in people who snitch. I mean... I would say a curse in that the word snitching, if you had said whistleblowers, I would say a gift. But the way you put it, it's like you're just ratting people out. You're a little tattletale. <laughs> so I'll say curse. Casey, you're out of the gate. You've fallen on your face. What? Snitches are absolutely a gift. I love a snitch. I love the word snitch. <laughs> the way, I love snitching. The way this works is just you arbitrarily have made your, your opinion. Are not arbitrarily. <laughs> okay. These are just subjective truths okay, go that uh, the world knows that a snitch is a gift. I okay. mean, the idea of <laughs> snitching is very funny. <laughs> it is funny. Well, I didn't know comedy was the... Well, I mean, once again, these are things you just should have known coming in. You're right. And I stand uh, corrected. This is a failure on your part. You're right. But we love snitches. And I I, I would say tattletales are a different category. Snitching is very much in the criminal world. Okay. And I feel like when you're a snitch, you're really a, a, a dishonest criminal of the worst sort. And it's... A and dramatic so in that position case, to be in. It's a gift. Okay. Right. Got it. Got it. Okay. 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 I see that. I mean, if you have any other defense of that, I'm happy to hear it, but no, you're still going to be wrong. I'm so easily swayed. I and mean, this is how I am with the housewives. I'm like, I hate that person. And then someone else is like, I think they're okay. And I'm like, they're a gift to us all. <laughs> so I agree with you in a hundred percent. And I feel like a housewives are a category of people that could e- easily fall into snitching. And oh, that's, that's what makes all them they so do. Wonderful. So I guess you're right. If I thought of it from that through that lens, uh, it's amazing. I mean, I snitch. assume you don't want to be snitched on. No, but I want to watch people snitch on each other on the housewives. <laughs> you're right. Yes. Okay. Zero so far. But here's another. This is from a listener named Adam. And Adam wants to know, gift or a curse, Zoom backgrounds. Now, we're talking about we're in this new realm of technology and the world is horrible. So we're always, always, always on Zoom. So some people are putting in a fake background on their Zooms. What's your take there? Gift or a curse? I mean, I feel like you're going to say it's a gift. It's so fun. But I think it's just annoying and tedious. (laughs) And I'm all set. (laughs) Personally. Um, Well, the true answer... Is curse. I agree with okay, you on this. Okay, good. Look, I don't need a technology stepping in to make the my and I don't I also don't want to think about another thing to have to do on this. Yes. I just want to show up. I don't need to put a fish tank behind me or whatever we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh jungle yeah. scene. It's just like that's just the I don't even want to be on the zoom. Right. I don't want to be here to begin with. Yes. Right. So I'm not gonna to try to make it fun. It's like some things, yeah, don't need to be fun. Not everything needs to be fun. Right. You don't wear a costume to the doctor's office. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. not for absolutely not for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if somebody wants to do it, sure. But I just think it's a curse that, it's, that I even have to consider it. <laughs> right, right. You're right. And I also, I want to know what's going on in other people's houses. I don't care if to it doesn't me, look good. To me, that's the or, gift. Now, right. this is my office, I want to point out, that everything's all akimbo. Yeah. Well, I think your office looks very pleasant. Thank you. And it seems like you've got some nice natural lighting. It, it is. It's really nice. I just moved into it today. That's why I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's just 
if we're all going to be trapped at home, let's show each other what's happening in various spaces. Why yeah, not? Yeah, and like what kind of gross vibe you're living in. Right. If if it's a mound of trash, I want to see it. It will explain things about your personality. Where are you right now? I'm in my back office. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. Oh, back office? In a front back one? office. Uh, yeah, it's a little like... Uh, I think they, when we bought the house, they pitched it as like a, an apartment or whatever. And I was like, I'm not, no, that's not going to be an apartment. It's, uh, just like a little room that is now, uh, where I record the podcast. That's nice. Cause it's outside. It's been, it's so nice to have space outside of the house. I find during this oh, quarantine. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you're recording. Exactly. I mean, my boyfriend could be making all the noise he makes inside right. the house. <laughs> Let and him I don't do have to him. worry about yeah. it. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So you've gotten one out of two, which is, you know, Pretty good. neither good nor bad pretty good um <laughs> yeah the, uh, really good <laughs> excellent <laughs> excellent the final one here and now this is also from a listener named claire claire has written in she wants to know gift or a curse things covered in powdered sugar oh gosh claire that's a hard one that could be a donut that could be a french toast i assume a beignet is uh Oh, God. You know, it's so good, but then I end up having to do a lot of tapping and, you know, getting it. And I don't love that. I'm going to say a curse. I find it annoying. Again, like <laughs> there's a simpler way. I am a fan of like an old fashioned donut. Just the like, there's literally nothing added to it. It's just like a sweet dough, essentially yes, a sweet fried yeah. dough. Or I love the chocolate covered, but the powdered, it's like, now I've got to do another thing and I'm already at rock bottom eating a donut. So it's like, <laughs> I already am fucking lying down, you know, in my own filth. I don't now need to go get a napkin. I'm like, clean up. So I say curse, Claire. You have landed the plane. I think things <laughs> covered in powdered sugar are absolutely a curse. I don't think that the mess is worth the sweetness. Yes. yes. I mean, you're getting it on your, you're constantly worried. Is this all over my lips? Is it, it's now on my fingers. It's yep. dropping on my shirt. And for what, for like a kind of matted texture with sweetness, yes. what are we doing? You're right. For what? And for what? For what? I mean, and what are the, we've got the donut beignet. I don't even know other things that are covered in powdered sugar. I feel like there's like a, is there a sandwich we cover? Is the croque monsieur covered in powdered sugar? I don't think Maybe so. Maybe not. No. That would be disgusting. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> French toast, okay, because at least it's like you got there's a, fork a and surface. Knife. Yes, and there's a surface right. on which it's on. It's not teetering. It's the things it's right. teetering on. I really don't appreciate. But we just have better things to put on a donut. Right. And, and better things to do with our time. The better thing, certainly, I've, I'm a busy man. I've got more to do than wash my hands right well i hope you do <laughs> now <laughs> i need to wash a virus off my hands i shouldn't be worrying exactly about i don't need one donut. more thing <laughs> yes so claire there's your answer curse casey has gotten two out of three she did a decent job with the game and that's fine okay uh, okay well if you're gonna make that face I think you I did, did an excellent good. job <laughs> pretty good <laughs> i'm an actor i'm surprised you haven't run into this with actors needing validation and needing more i brought you on this podcast to bring you down a level and just uh, well now you know, i guess i'm at rock bottom because i told you <laughs> that i was one level up one small the goal level. of this podcast is for the guest and all listeners to be at rock bottom at the end of the podcast oh, kind of depleted 
emotionally. Right, just kind of tired and feeling bad. and Your reservoirs anxious. Just, yeah, emptied out. <laughs> Hopefully they started at the very beginning of the day and then the day is just wrecked. Right, right. Okay, final segment of the podcast is called I Said No Questions. People are writing into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. These people kind of are at rock bottom. They need answers. Okay, So got let's it. try to answer some questions. And they've come to the right place, clearly. Right. This first person has written, Bridger, an esteemed funny guest. So thank you. Really buttering you up. Yep. Uh, my sister Megan's birthday will have passed by the time you've read this in October. So I need your help with a belated 30th birthday gift. We don't live in the same state. Therefore, I am uh, able to blame you, USPS, for the gift not being there on time. Well, let's be honest, Zach. Uh, October, this is airing January. The USPS is not delivering things five months late. So you're out of luck there. But I have something when you're ready. Yeah, she loves cooking, working out, and listening to podcasts, including this podcast. Is this email to your show and reading it on air enough of a 30th birthday gift? Help from Zach. Okay, just let's oh. lay it all out. Zach, this is not enough of a gift for the 30th birthday no, for the Zach. sister who's in another state. Don't try to get out of spending money on this poor sister. Yeah. Casey, it sounds like she already has something in mind. Well, I did before I heard her interest. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to rec recommend a, an ATV. I was going to give what I give people on big birthdays, like 30, 40, really. Right. Which is an astrology reading from my astrologer, <gasps> Heidi Rose Robbins. Oh. Who I think is incredible. And I do think at milestone birthdays, you want to take stock, assess. Right. And it can be done. You just literally email her and Venmo. And the next thing you know, your sister has a beautiful golden gift certificate get in her inbox oh and then is it like a like an hour-long reading is that yeah. the sort of thing that happens yeah it's, it's so beautiful she's heart-centered so she's not like you're gonna die tomorrow like you told <laughs> me in the beginning of this podcast um and it's so inspiring what she'll tell you about yourself and it, it's truly hopeful and inspiring Oh, that sounds lovely. I, I think that's a great milestone gift. Somebody gave me a, a reading, a birth chart reading, just because she loved my friend Sarah gave for no reason. She just loves ast astrology. I went to a man named Angel. Angel did a full hour reading. You know, I don't really believe in any of this, but yeah. it was wonderful. Yeah. It's, a, you know, like an hour of thinking about who you are. Exactly. And that's what I think. If it sparks some intuition or something in you, I totally get that people are like, oh, astrology. But I actually think more people are into it. I'm only into it via Heidi, this particular okay, sure. person, because I think she's so incredible. Um, but yeah, you get something out of it. Right. I think that, yeah, you get to just generally... Uh, it's kind of meditative. Absolutely. It's, uh, a nice thing. I mean, you know, you say that she doesn't say you're going to die tomorrow or whatever. That's yeah. the that's the sort of person I want to go to. I want to go to a scary fortune teller. Where do I find this person? Okay. You find him in L.A., I'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, you'll oh, actually like Heidi will say some things. She told one friend you are headed into a two year descent. Oh, no. <laughs> so I guess that's, yeah, it was bad. But my friend already knew that. Like she was already starting in it, you know, and uh, okay. she, I mean, she didn't love hearing two years. That feels like you're just like lighting the fuse of a self-fulfilling prophecy because then you, the person. Well, she was deep in it. It was like a grief thing and she knew and she uh, said it actually felt okay. more helpful for someone to just like validate like, yes, you are in this. It will end and morph and change. Although right. I, I wouldn't have felt much hope. No, two years. Give me a break. Yeah. Maybe ten minute descent, but I can't. I can't handle with a yeah. two year. But I promise that is the only negative thing I've ever heard her say. And at the same time, that's her work. She has to say what she sees. 
Right, right. Well, maybe I. Uh, if you see something, say something. A shot. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and tell me her name again. Heidi Rose Robbins. Okay. Also, just follow her on Instagram. She gives something every day. She writes out like a little kind of read for the day based on where the stars are, and they're so beautiful. She's such a beautiful writer. And last thing I'll say about her, unlike a lot of healers, she's normal. <laughs> she's normal. You love a normal healer. It's hard to find, let me tell you, in this strip mall of broken dreams uh, <laughs> <laughs> Los Angeles. Let's answer one more question. Okay. I feel like that, that was a nice, tidy answer, and I like to end things with a just a mess, just uh, where someone feels not helped. So let's try. Hi, Bridger and guest. My grandmother turns 90 this year, and I want to make sure I make a big deal out of it. I hope I can throw her a party by August, but who knows? You know, pandemic. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I sent her some crossword puzzles and her favorite eucalyptus candle this year. She also loves murder mysteries. Anything to keep her warm, even though she lives in Florida. Uh, she knits and sews, can't cook or bake. And let's see. I usually wind up making her something that she'll embarrassingly display in the house like a fine, like it's fine art. That's from Amy. So we're just looking for a 90-year-old... Present for a 90-year-old. Yeah. Now, I don't know that we'd want to send her to Heidi. (laughs) I mean, who knows? I mean, if you're 90 and you haven't uh, had the experience of astrology, might be a time to start. But this person feels like they've lived a full life. They've probably had a reading at some point. Absolutely. So she can't cook or bake, but she does knit and sew. But, you know, like with that knitting and sewing, we're just we're sending her yarn. I don't. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it seems she should knit her own blanket. Herself right. a blanket. But that's right. more for the grandma. That's work for the grandma to do. So I think. Yeah. Of, I mean, do we are people giving brand names out at this time? Like, yeah, sure. OK. I will say my friend turned me on to this. It's not that they don't look amazing, but I will say I find the UGG makes an amazing warm blanket that I do oh, send people. They make, they're, they're in the blanket. They're in the blanket biz now. now. If they're sick or if they just like my friends who are pregnant, you know, just someone like who needs a little extra, which I always do. Just a nice, thick, very warm blanket. That's just one thought off the top. That's not a bad idea. Or like, why not get her an extremely cool hoodie? You know, a 90 year old grandma is probably not getting uh, fashionable hoodies. And this is a golden age for hoodies. Right. (laughs) Get her like a high price hoodie and she can be wandering around the old folks home or wherever she is and looking very yes, cool. I love that idea. I think that's very good. I, it seems like this person just needs to be kept warm while she's knitting and sewing. And yeah. I imagine at 90, she's got all of the tools she needs uh, as far as that goes. What she about, can't cook or bake. Maybe right. it's send her Can food. she make tea? Like a very beautiful tea set? Oh, I don't know. We didn't know yeah. that, but I'm just thinking of her other interests. Seems Right. Yeah. Crossword puzzles. I mean, what are we doing? Sending a giant book of crossword puzzles. Maybe there's a new type of uh, game that you could get her along those lines. I feel like there's some new... What's the New York Times doing now? These spelling bee games that are kind of like a crossword puzzle. Uh, they probably have something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you These do crosswords? The, I was doing them for like the first half of the pandemic. I mean, let's pray it was the first half. Yeah. Um, I then stopped for whatever reason. Do you yeah. do them? I sometimes, yeah. I have like the New York Times little pack that I got. Right. So I'll do it. I enjoy doing it. I really like the minis, to be quite honest. The minis 
always make you feel smart. Yeah, you feel great. You can complete them every time. Yep. There's maybe one that takes you four seconds to think of the answer. Yeah, like, yeah. It makes me feel something and like I did something. Right. And then uh, it has very satisfying little sound at the end. If you did the electronic version, it plays like a little light jazz and you know you're ready to start the day. And I love to race my husband at it. Oh. To just make it a little more. Which one of you is better at it? David. Oh, interesting. Well, you've got to sharpen your skills. I know. I do. I do. Um, Let's see here. So, Amy, I think that we've given you everything you need for this. You've got until August. So you take this rich amount of information we've provided. Okay. Can I throw one more idea quickly? Casey has another idea. And this is another friend who provides a service that has been businesses booming. My friend, uh, Deanna Chang has a business. Uh, Deanna has also been an actress on Black Monday, a business called the Montage Queen. Now hear me Montage out. Montage Queen. Montage Queen. What she does is She has all different family members for an event, such as a 90th birthday. She asks them questions. Everybody films themselves, then sends her photos. She makes a very beautiful montage of everyone with music. She, she can, you can edit it with her. So from everyone in the family gets to participate and say like kind words. I think, and I've seen one of them. They are stunning when they make a big impact. That just seems like, I mean, whether it's for a 90-year-old grandma or someone else out there, listener, get somebody a montage. Get someone a montage, montage queen. I'm going to look that up. Maybe I'll just make a montage of photos of myself for myself. (laughs) And tell yourself all the things you like about yourself. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think we answered those questions pretty well. You were, I mean, you're a fount of information as far as, (laughs) do you like giving gifts? I do. My love language is gifts. Both receiving and giving. Okay, My husband said it's a gross quality. (laughs) I don't think that's a gross quality. My, I wish I, I wish that was my love language because it's, it allows everyone in your life to get, I mean, I can't receive or give gifts. I have such a hard time with it. And it's such a concrete, easy thing to locate with a person. And then, you know, they're going to appreciate it. Yeah, I know. I like it, but uh, you know, David says no. He says no. (laughs) Casey. (gasps) Thank you so much for being here. Thank I've had a you. wonderful time. We've, I can't wait to hang this magnet on my fridge. I can't and wait. I'm sure your boyfriend will love it. I, I, you know, <laughs> it's, it's really for... And I also wanted to recommend that for the 90-year-old grandmother as well. Oh, she would love that. Yeah, she'll love it. She would love a naked tone. I mean, anyone, no matter your age, no matter your gender, your sexuality, yes, you can appreciate truly for everyone. naked Tony Danza. Yes, That's a gift he has given to the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, Eventually, you're going to have to turn this off. Hopefully, make listen to something else uh, and uh, go enjoy yourself in the world. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads but I invited you here thought I made myself perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home 
So how do you dare disobey?